What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Doing this will help grow our podcast, and we appreciate the help from our listeners. We would also like to take the time to thank our members. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here, York County Development Corporation. And so I would like to thank our members, such as Cornerstone Bank, uh, Nebraska Public Power District, uh, Corteva AgriScience, uh, and Perennial Public Power District. Uh, all great members that help support our mission here at YCDC, um, and those members can be found on our member directory page, as well as information about becoming a member. Uh, once again, that can be found at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com. So we'll jump into our interview. Today I'm joined by an amazing member of our community. Deb moved to York in 2013 to accept her new role here in York. Prior to York, Deb lived in Sioux City, Iowa, Abingdon, Virginia, and Norfolk, Nebraska, as library director of the Kilgore Memorial Library. She has made many changes and improvements to our community public library. So today I welcome Deb Robertson to the podcast. Thanks. Welcome, Deb. Thanks, Derry. Glad to be here. Perfect, perfect. So this first segment is aptly named because it is a new segment I have. Uh, I've kind of changed each season. And so this new one is going to be just kind of talking about new things going on in either our lives or our office, uh, whether it's a policy, a new activity, a service, or a program that we offer. Um, and so mine's going to be talking about, um, I got a new dog, um, I'm a first time dog owner, um, and I've lucked out because she's kind of spoiled me, then I've spoiled her. So she came to me, you know, house trained, she knew her command, she knew sit down, go to the crate. Uh, I've recently learned that she knows couch. I was just talking to someone and I said couch and she up and ran and jumped on the couch. And I, was, I don't remember teaching you that. And so she's she's got all these different tricks and everything and she's got a great demeanor. Uh, she's great around kids and a great around other animals. And so I've just been a really lucky first time kind of uh, dog owner. And so that's kind of been something new in my life over the last kind of few months. What's so her name? Her name is Billy and she's a little basset hound. Uh, so if you see me out walking yep. this little black dog... Uh, that's me and Billy, okay. um, and we have quite a bit of fun, it seems like. So, yeah. uh, How about you, Deb? What's something new going on in your life? Well, what's new in my life is in my work life, and that is that we have a new city administrator. And, you know, she's been here six months now, but still, you know, we're in that honeymoon phase of trying to figure out where things all fit, but it seems to be amazing and awesome, and so opportunities are opening up, and we're talking about some um, possibilities and so that is one piece that is exciting for us at the library. The other piece that's fun is um, I this last year was a recipient of a small grant from the American Library Association that prompted us to lead a community conversation and so you know coming out of the pandemic area era and knowing that libraries are changing I chose to have my conversation around what should the library in York look like from the community's perspective and just amazing group of people, you were there, um, mm -hmm. a part of it, um, had a great conversation and at the end it turned into a group of people who want to continue that conversation and so we have Vision 2025 which is looking toward that year 2025 and what they can help me grow our library to be. And so we are looking at a lot of ideas and now we've joined partnership with the Nebraska Library Commission has a 
library or uh, librarian who is um, she calls herself an innovation librarian and she works with technology so she's working with us now to help us look at our focus on we think uh, we're going to start with like the career pathways for mm -hmm. all ages and she has some fun things with technology that go with that including a vr and so we'll see how this all plays out but some good positive things are coming from these conversations so it's exciting for me to to be able to have so many people willing to have a conversation about helping me mm -hmm. do better and help the community. It's certainly exciting to have those new uh, new support in the form of a new administrator, new boss, new manager, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yep. Uh, it's also great to have that new support from uh, the community members because really those are the ones that are going to be seeing the benefits from it. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's that is great to have uh, the, that, that kind of support here mm -hmm. uh, in our community. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we'll jump into the, the interview here. And so okay. tell me a little bit about uh, growing up in, in Norfolk. Um, what was it like uh, there? Any activities? You know, were you a city kid? Were you a rural kid? Yep. Kind of what, what was it like there? Lived right in town, right in the heart of town. Had cousins who lived on the farm, and so I, my closest cousin and I are like the town mouse and the country mouse. We have different lives, but we enjoy each other and visit, and so that was always fun to go spend time on the farm, but not live there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> my mm -hmm. dad used to threaten us girls. So he, I have two sisters, and when he was mad, he'd say, we're going to move to the farm, and you girls are going to learn what work is. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, so we thought what we were doing was plenty, and so we'd straighten up enough to just stop that conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, mostly my whole entire life has always been about family. So in Norfolk, all of my grandparents lived right in town, all within walking distance. So it was always something I could do anytime I wanted is see, go visit family with, you know, those cousins and just all kinds of um, memories that way. So that's always been important to me. And now as I'm an adult and I've raised children and I have grandchildren of my own, still family is the best time I can have is any time that they will share with me is welcome. So yeah, it's awesome to have that tight knit kind yeah. of close and proximity, mm -hmm. you know, where you don't have to, you know, go more than a few hours mm -hmm. uh, to, to see your cousins. Yeah. I was lucky enough, you know, growing up here in New York, I have same situation cousins that were more or less like extensions of brothers and mm -hmm. things like that. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, that, that, that certainly, certainly was great. Mm -hmm. um, and so what kind of, what kept you busy there in Norfolk? Were you um, a very studious student or you know, <laughs> were you much of an activities person? What kind of yeah. kept you entertained? Actually, you know, I came from a family that um, finding a career or finding a job basically was it. So at 14, I was serving ice cream at a local ice cream shop. And then from there, I worked at the grocery store called Hinky Dinky, <laughs> a chain that has long since left. You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. exist anymore, but um, that's where I worked in high school. And then after I finished a year of, at, at the community college in Norfolk, then I worked at a shipping company where I did billing processes, invoices, and things like that. Then I took a stint where I stayed home with my uh, preschool-aged children, and then when they were in school, I went back to school and, and gained some computer skills because in that era, that's when computers had been born and I was at home, so I needed to upgrade my skills. Figure out how to learn how to use this thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and from there, I landed at the Norfolk Public Schools um, Media Center, which is where I ordered and cataloged and processed the um, books for the nine elementary schools in Norfolk. So fell in love with libraries at that point in my life. So, and that career path has just been, kept, kept opening doors for me all the way through, so. 
that's how it happened. It's the starting point of everything. So that's 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 pretty cool. That that was kind of your kind of jump off point. You know, working with elementary age kids. I mean, they're always so fascinated with learning. I mean, that's the age where they're fascinated with everything. And yep. So. Uh, I'm sure it made it for kind of an easy job, you know, you know, you know here's some books. Uh, they're very excited about that. And so yep. kind of what was, um, you know, how did that first job lead into the career yep. path and what kind of was yep. well, that, uh, that like? Uh, very few people realize that a school media specialist or librarian in a public school has a teaching certificate first. They are teachers, and then they add a library science degree or media endorsement of some sort. So that is the piece that I didn't have. And so I um, enjoyed my work, but um, could not grow my career as a media specialist. And so I ended up in Norfolk at the community college, where I found a person who became my mentor. She was the library director who hired me and, and then just mentored me to finish my undergrad degree and then go on and earn the master's degree in library science that's required to be an academic librarian. And, you know, so I did all of that. And in my last semester at grad school, she announced her retirement and I was able to, or lucky enough to be selected to take her role. So, And you were balancing a, a family and a doing oh, you know, yes. this, all yes. this at the same yes. time? Yes, oh, I had. Wow. Yep, we, there, the semester that I had my, um, Oh, gosh, now the word just went out of my head. The like test. Capstone, your thesis? At, no, actually, it's a halfway point where they do, it's um, a test to see that you've gained the theories that they okay. want you to get. It's not a cap. Anyhow, it's a test that I had to take. That was the same semester my son was uh, graduating from high school and my daughter was being confirmed, which are two times in life where you really clean your house. And, <laughs> yeah. and I was studying for exams at the same at that time. So <laughs> quite the scramble. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So that's what life was like back then. And but it was it's just been the best uh, avenue that I could find for myself. So. Um, then from the, from there, once the kids uh, were out and grown and, and on their own, then that's when my husband and I kind of sat back and said, you know, this is the time for us now, and we chose to start traveling. And, and uh, uh, our children all went to school in Nashville, Tennessee. Long story that goes with that. <laughs> but um, uh, it all started with the gal who became my daughter-in-law. She had known about Belmont University, and that's where she wanted to go. And so my son, when he decided to marry her, asked, what do we think? And, she, and I said, give it to her if you can, because then when she's 40, she can't say, I gave up everything, you know, and mm -hmm, lost mm -hmm. all this because of you. So they went off, and, and it's just been wonderful. Um, so anyhow, my husband and I then ended up in... Abingdon, Virginia, which is right at the state line by um, Bristol, which is the city of uh, on the state line of Virginia and Tennessee. So uh, if anyone's a race car person, yeah, there's, Bristol, there's, there's yeah. a racetrack mm -hmm. there. Yep. <laughs> and uh, my husband went, got his position at East Tennessee State University in Johnsonville, Tennessee, and then I was 30 miles north in Abingdon, but uh, at the community college. And um, there in Virginia, community colleges are state agencies. So I worked for the state of Virginia, and I worked with all of the other 40 campuses of community colleges in the state. So Quite the network. Yeah, yeah, it was a great network and a great place to go visit other campuses and, mm -hmm. you know, go over the mountains or go up north to the D.C. area or stay in the rural area where we were down in the southwest corner of the state on um, just a beautiful area with the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. So... 
couldn't complain about that, except my husband couldn't um, stand being so far from family. <laughs> so back to the Midwest we came, and Sioux City, Iowa is where we landed next. And so that's where I had some experience as a uh, university librarian, and so uh, a little more research involved with that, where people are more serious about their education. I mean, you know, not yeah. n not the that their career isn't any more different, but it's just the using the library is different yep. at a university than I want a book about bugs <laughs> instead of I want a book about this specific type yes. of bug. Yes, and, yeah. yes, they're yeah. very more detailed and and their research is deeper because they're going four years instead of two years also. So, mm -hmm. and then Briarcliff also had master's programs also. So that we supported from the library. So, so you were at Briarcliff, is that mm -hmm. what you said? In yep, mm -hmm. yep. And I was there um, about five years also, and then uh, time to make another move in life. And how was the two, if you had to compare, you know, the Abingdon, the, oh, the, how were those two communities? How were the two schools? I mm -hmm. mean, what was mm -hmm. that kind of like? Um, I find everywhere I've been, you know, people are people and they're wonderful. They're welcoming and warming and, and interested in, you know, you know, life, I guess I'm interested in them also. So we had some great conversations. Um, but, you know, out in the, what I thought was the East, which turned out they let me know that's the South out there, <laughs> uh, was, yeah, there were some differences there. Um, there were ter terminology that we used that were different. Uh, one example is one day a staff member came and said the shredder wasn't working. And she said, I made sure it's plugged up and everything. Well, where I'm from in Nebraska, being plugged up is a problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and with a, with a shredder, that would be the problem. That would, yeah. But there, plugged up is plugged in. It was electrically charged, is what she was trying to tell me. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, see what she yeah. meant. So that, you know, just different terminology. And so there were there were jokes every once in a while about it. Come I, again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said something. So um, anyhow, so that was fun. And I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and then um, just, you know, the community college itself was similar to the community colleges in Nebraska. It's just the difference of being so tightly partnered with all of the other schools, especially I, in Virginia, I had a division that I supervised or managed. It wasn't just the library. So I had the IT department and their online learning and um, testing center. Um, and then some other IT, um, uh, the security piece was part of my responsibility and stuff. So um, that was all somewhat different where I had to learn and focus on different components of, of the educational process. So that was fun. But did that's. You, did you like how in Virginia they were all kind of closely connected compared to. I did. I Iowa? Yeah, I got to know a lot of people in those different um, arenas, you know, because then there would be state meetings of all the librarians or state meetings of all the IT people or, or whatever department mm -hmm. it was. And so um, that was fun. And then coming back to your own campus and sharing the updates and the things that were coming or changing or needed to be considered and, and just having. A deeper conversation on campus about what it is that your work is trying to improve or switch or do was was challenging, be up fun and and interesting. So, Definitely. and I had a great support staff also that did you know they of course I had a network manager because I might be able to learn the terminology, but I'm certainly never going to be, be able to drive this thing, do the yeah, work. Yeah. No, <laughs> so that was that was always fun, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. 
Um, but yet family drew us back to Nebraska. So no. So then from Iowa, you went back to... We're in York now, from, from Iowa. Iowa mm-hmm. Directly here. Yep. Um, and so at that point, my husband suggested that I really think hard because this was going to be his last move, is his opinion. <laughs> and, you know, we've been here eight years now. So it is, it so is far, one yeah. of the longest stints that we've had. So... Um, Anyhow, I contemplated that. I did uh, a lot of thinking. I started out with you know, K-12 schools, and then I went to community college. I had academic university library experience, and so public librarianship was the only arena that I had you know, really avoided because I knew a lot of my peers from the, that arena, and they worked hard in my eyes, <laughs> had a lot going. and um, But yet it was just something that... Um, was, I was curious about, and I wanted to have a well-rounded career, so Next I found out York was open, um, and York was, I just had been here enough times traveling on Highway 81. When I was going to grad school, I had to go to campus at Emporia, um, in Emporia, Kansas, and so York was just always was kind say, of that stopping point, yep, yep, yep. where I would stop for a break, and um, just always had a, you know, just... I always thought, geez, this might, this could be an interesting, you know, the interstate was there, so I knew mm-hmm. it was an on-ramp to getting wherever else I wanted to go, and and yet it was getting me from Norfolk to the big town of Emporia. It's <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> north and south. Yes, yeah. yes. So um, anyhow, so there was just something that all in that era of my life intrigued me, and then when I heard the York Public Library was open, and I... I knew the director at the time, and so I reached out to him, and we had a conversation, and all positive things were shared, and and uh, the rest is history. I guess I applied and got the job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what? How? How was your kind of? How? So, how did you kind of decide upon York? And you know, um, it was was it just the opening that was available, or kind of kind of what kind of <laughs> led into yeah. kind of? I'm, I'm sure the the career was a big factor, but sure. I'm sure there's some other kind of contributing. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Things as well. So, kind of, how did you, you know, decide upon York? Because I'm sure you had a, you know, multiple mm-hmm. kind of, you know, places to choose from. Right. And right. So, you know, how did you kind of decide upon York? Right. Well, uh, strangely, the children that took us to Tennessee <laughs> were all back in Nebraska. Our son is back in Norfolk, and he has four children now. So they're um, 89 miles, if you mm-hmm. look at a GPS system right now, away from us. And then my daughter and her family landed in Omaha. And their children go to the Elkhorn Public School District, but their address is Omaha, so you figure that one out. Yep. But it's just where they are, and it's about 90 miles to their house mm-hmm. from our house also. So it's kind of a nice, sweet spot for us to just be in the middle, but not too close to just you know be all the time together, but yet... Uh, we can see each other whenever we want to, so mm-hmm. it works out quite well. So definitely, so, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah, nice, nice little location and yeah. proximity. What has kind of surprised you about York over these kind of eight years? Whether good surprise, bad surprise, you know, what what has been kind of some things that have stood out to you mm-hmm. about this community? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that surprises me is how sometimes we struggle to grow. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it just I think it's a great location to be, and I. I can't understand why <laughs> other people don't see the same. <laughs> um, we're having a great time here. We enjoy, you know, um, the amenities. It seems to be everything that we need and what we can't get right here in York proper. We can get within those 90 miles that we travel on on occasions. So um, it's perfect for us. So that's that to me has always been, hmm, what, what is the issue that other people don't see that, that I happen to see? But... 
other than that, the community itself has been very welcoming. It's been fun. I, I can do just about anything I am interested in doing. And so um, I'm just enjoying myself. So it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I, w- I just had your uh, coworker in here uh, the other day, Cherie. Oh, uh, uh-huh. We were talking about, yeah, how there's so many programs now from mm-hmm. zero to 90. Yep. And so, you know, that was something where it wasn't always always focused on middle school to kind of early, you know, 20s. You know, okay. there really wasn't anything like that. So it's been incredible to watch that kind of grow. And then, uh-huh. and likewise, you know, you growing the library to include more programs uh-huh. you know, from zero to 90 as well. And yep. so that's, that's been really cool. And so what are, uh, what have been some, what, what are some, you know, current goals for the Kilgore Memorial Library? And then what are some, you know, maybe improvements that are, you know, mm-hmm. kind of on the horizon that um, you would like to see? Mm-hmm. Well, for those that aren't aware, we just in 2021, in in April, we had a a ribbon cutting for our Early Childhood Development Center in the library. It's a partnership with uh, public schools, Sixpence Program, um, and us, but the center is at the library. And so we have... Um, an amazing new play er- not play or er- learning area in the library for <laughs> play is fam- fam- play playing is learning yes you are right um, and um, and so but one of my personal goals and Carol Baker our children's librarian and I talk a lot is to help families um, and when they come to give them the tools to understand what they're helping their child learn and develop as a pre-kindergarten skill as they play, you know, mm-hmm. so the dexterity of fingers using the pegs to put them in the slots or playing with Legos or, or learning colors as they talk about. This is about. what they're learning yeah. when they do this. Right. Those, okay. that's, that's a goal that we have that we want to work with the early childhood um, educators in town and to kind of put some little tutorials together for families. And to that helps them. empower them parents to feel yeah. like, you know, because they're, they're, it's their part of their responsibility to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the child care center to, right. you know, teach the kid everything they know. Right. A lot of that's on the parents. So it's awesome that yeah. you're helping empower those parents right. to be able to, you know, do it themselves and at least know why they're doing what they're doing instead yes. of, well, this yes. is what I was supposed to be doing. Yes. You know, yes. and now they know why they're right. doing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why play is part of what we do at the library now. And then it also, though, has all of those um, integrated reasons for what we're learning at the same time as having fun. So that's one big thing that we're working on. And um, we haven't set our 2022 calendar at the library yet. But um, because December and most of January is set aside for our programming librarian, Carol, to work out what she's designing, she has already been talking about what's coming. And um, she has struggled. Story time, you know, now we have the Discovery Center, but story time has traditionally been for zero to pre-kindergarten. But now, as time has evolved, um, we know that zero to three-year-olds learn differently than three to five-year-olds learn. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to have two story times coming up in the spring. Oh, that's cool. And so one will be focused on, we're going to call it family story time, and that'll be the weekly one that we've done for, you know, that everyone always. knows. Everyone knows, yep. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we're going to start one that's called STEM story time, and it's going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which we have learned is traditionally when the younger ones are in preschool and okay. the older ones go the three-day week, you know, Monday, Monday Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday. Yep. So Tuesday is their day off. <laughs> right, okay. And so we'll have one that's Some once a month. We'll have something that's a little more mature in the in the fun that we're having as far as the learning goes. So 
That's really cool. Yeah, so that's something that's on the horizon and hasn't been, this is, you know, a breaking news. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and so that's... We love that here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's something that's... Uh, uh, coming up in 2022, and I'm 99.5% sure it's going to happen because, uh, you know, we talked about it, and it is on our internal calendar, the time slot for the meeting space to be held for those classes. So It's really cool to, yeah, break that up because so many people do love, I mean, pre-K, 0 to 5, mm -hmm. and you're right. I mean, a 2-year-old and a 4-year-old yeah. act completely different, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. and learn very yeah. differently. So yeah. that's that's great that, uh, yeah. you know, so that'll be happening. taking yeah. note of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what are some kind of maybe future improvements that, you know, you mm -hmm. want to see for the library, maybe either in the, you know, not n immediate future, but, you know, near immediate. That 2025 then, group. Yeah, yeah. Or even, <laughs> or you even know, beyond. You, you yep. know, yeah, 2030. Yes. You because know, our, what kind my, of yes, thinking? Yes, my goals definitely would be beyond the 2025, but yet have to be announced at some point, too. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, our building is beautiful. We get told that all the time, and it's far bigger than what, what, what they had prior to mm -hmm. and this building was the ribbon cutting was in 1986 so it is almost well, it's 25 or 35 say, it's years close old. to 40 years old yeah, yeah getting yeah. close so and in 1986 no one knew we were going to be having the internet and you know all this technology <laughs> no one could have, yeah foreseen, you know so we yeah. have you know it has grown up as much as it can you know but um again in the 80s we were still going to the library for that pristine silence of going to read and now you come and you have an early childhood discovery center right in the middle where two three and four year olds are having fun and fun is including conversation and squeals <laughs> fun isn't always quiet no yeah, yeah. no and you know so we are finding that we ache for more space mm -hmm. we need some spaces to be where we can grow into because as much as it pains a lot of us to admit uh, every piece of information that we consume anymore is not written on paper. A lot of our information comes directly to us digitally on a device, and so the library itself having information that people need, we need to provide the technology that it takes to get that information. And, and, and so in this transition time, we're finding ourselves having to do training. We don't have a classroom. You know, so again, that takes place right out in the middle of the library or we have to set something up temporarily in a meeting space, but then we're fighting with the community. Not fighting, but it's a, yep. it's a struggle sometimes yep. to find the time that works for our clients and our works, our space that we have to have a mm -hmm. space, you know, so a dedicated space that's for classes that the library wants to incur, offer would be on, on another awesome addition to our world. So, mm -hmm. and um, a new trend that's out there is all of these technologies that are really peripherals, but they are ways that people can explore careers or incubating a business or whatever. And it's called in this day and age, they're called maker spaces because it's some piece of equipment that's attached to a computer and you go on the computer and you design it and you tell it what you want it to make mm -hmm. and then you when you print it creates it's a 3d printer or it's a laser cutter or it's a sewing machine or you know embroidery or all an almost limitless mm -hmm. on what you can create but it's another piece that libraries are embracing as we mature into the next phase of what a library does for a community. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's another space that is huge and it takes and it's somewhat messy and smelly 
and very noisy. And Once so again, very it noisy. conflicts yeah. with the traditional need for, and there are still people who come specifically to concentrate on something and get it accomplished in a quiet environment. And so we, at this point in our history of librarianship, have to find a way to serve both. We're in a, yeah, kind of a weird mm -hmm. yeah. point it's where... A, it's a transition. You know, it, the library that I know today is not the library that I knew 10 years ago, is not the library that they knew 10 years <laughs> no. before that. Right. So it's kind of interesting, you know, the progress right. of... You know, because, yeah, when I was a kid, it was the pristine silence. You don't even squeak your shoes when you come into the library. <laughs> yeah. And now, like you said, it's now there's these kids playing, and they're encouraging that. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. yeah. less and less stacks and more yes. open space, you know, because yes. I remember coming in there, and it was always it was stacks. That's all books, right. stacks of right. books, and you got lost in those aisles. And... I mean, in the 80s or even somewhat in the early 90s, if you wanted to know a piece of trivia, you had to go to a book. A printed resource there was there wasn't an mm -hmm. electronic resource to go to you know but now why would you go to a book yeah, why would to I go find to a out library? the capital of North Carolina you know <laughs> I mean in some respects gone are the days of go yeah. look it up in the encyclopedia right. well, is, is that the most is that the newest encyclopedia because right. that information could be changed well you know I mean and think about too in the research process someone has an idea and they think about it and they research it they write it they publish it, it gets printed, and then we buy it, you know, so that data that was researched could be five years old by the time it's on the library shelf. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to the National Institute of online and find the data from yesterday. Right. Which would you rather have? You know, Which so is... we have to really weigh that when we consider buying books anymore. Now, books are not going away, please. No, yeah, books are never, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the library yeah. will always have books, always have some entertainment or some people just still, enjoyment. Yeah, people always write books. Something to like. hug. Yeah, We're yeah. still going to have that. But we have to be realistic. The and media is changing. That, yeah. I mean, in some respects, I mean, magazines are gone. I mean, hardly, can, you know, yes, you can still see The doctor's yourself. office is about the only place to see them anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm just saying it, more and more publishers have quit publishing print publication you can find, you can subscribe online mm -hmm. and so um, things like that are going to continue and it's going to become more and more normal that the only way to get information is electronically mm -hmm. and so we have to find ways to help to match the community find that information and that creates a different need of space you know especially yeah when you're dealing with people that may have never used a computer and you know they're less yeah so then you're teaching them how to use the computer how to yeah. access it, the internet and government services there's another so many one. steps you know, we asked that, our government yeah. cut cut your spending so they sit down and say how can we cut it? well we can quit publishing all these documents we can make them electronically well guess what now the public has to go somewhere to find that government mm -hmm. publication that's online only <laughs> so libraries are still vital and important and necessary but in a, in a new way, and it's a struggle because there are still people in 2022 who want to uh, not use a computer, mm -hmm. but they want the information that they need to get their government services. So <laughs> it's, 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 you know, continued. And, and it's a tough thing, yeah, because it's not like the computer's new. It's been around for almost 30 years now, yeah. so I feel like most people alive have yeah. had That's a chance to, to yeah. use it if they've wanted to, and yeah. so it's, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so where do you see the library kind of moving, you know, towards this maker space, you know, where it's a, a you know, a quasi uh, public slash, you know, it creating private venture or where do you kind of, mm -hmm. you know, because that's kind of what a library, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of always been that, but it's, yep. it's now 
definitely moving that. Well, way. we're definitely in the education arena, so that's why I like the twenty, the Vision Twenty Twenty Five group because they are a group of community members who, on their own, and it's people from retirement age to your age to you mm -hmm. know anyone that's willing to talk to us about what they see and their needs for information are, um, and we are um, looking at that and. Um, but it's my role, in my humble opinion, is making the tools or available to the public that they need to get the information that they require. So I have to hear from the public what is it they need. So mm -hmm. that's why getting this feedback is so vital to me personally right now is because I am trying to provide the library. I don't want to hold York back by saying this is a library and all we have is this books. This is what we're going to do. That's all we're, yeah. You know, that would be backward thinking mm -hmm. in my on in my role you mm -hmm. know and yet so i'm but i have to listen to the community because i don't want to say i want a makerspace and right so you don't want to drive will have a makerspace right, that's right. not my goal either so and then no one uses the makerspace exactly. because no one wanted it right, yeah, right right there you go yeah so that's where i'm at is we're in this crossroad and i'm here to facilitate but it's the community's library so what does the library in new york look like in 10 or 15 years i'm listening and i'm willing to do what it takes to get us there i have a lot of great people that are willing to work with us um, they just need to know what we need mm -hmm. and i'm kind of dragging my feet it feels like sometimes for some people that are ready to do fundraising or support us in whatever way they can and so um, that's where we, where we are we're just right now we're kind of in that listening mode but also trying to go forward in small enough steps that it feels like we're making right yeah. progress you want to make sure you have a plan and the plan's gonna work yeah. and part of that is yeah. slow moving but then eventually it'll kind of mm -hmm. take off so mm -hmm. yeah no, that's great to, mm -hmm. great to hear mm -hmm. um, Awesome. So yeah, we're going to kind of move into this rapid fire section to just kind of uh, round out the rest of the interview here. Okay. Um, so first question here is a favorite smell. Is there a favorite smell that you have, whether you wake it up in the morning or or something? What, what is that? I just love it anytime there's something in the oven. I don't care if it's a casserole, <laughs> a cake, whatever, cookies. Just it doesn't that matter to me. Baking, just that, yeah, that yeah. something in the oven smell is just always fun, fun, a fun thing for me. Just, I don't know, maybe it's memories from grandma's house because mm -hmm. my grandma was a baker and so there's something about that they'll just have the oven on with something in it and that's that's my happy place that's that's awesome yeah mm -hmm. definitely i just got a dutch oven for christmas and so i'm trying to figure out how to use that <laughs> so um, if anyone has any recipes go ahead and send them my way <laughs> um, what's a favorite season that you have i like to think of fall as my favorite it's just a transitional time but it has more holidays and more I don't know. It just it's seems not spring. Like there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There just seems like a lot of change happens in fall. School starts again. All the new. Everybody's excited for a few days <laughs> <laughs> of the new school year. You know, but whatever. Anyhow, but it's just a transitional time that is always fun for me. So oh. I just enjoy fall. When you have a day off, uh, mm -hmm. what, what's your favorite way to spend that day off? What do you go do? A family shopping trip would combine both of my loves. <laughs> nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I enjoy. I just love, uh, you know, shopping to me is one thing. I don't have to be buying. That to me is the next phase. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> just going <laughs> just, and looking. Just yeah. looking is good for me. So I enjoy that. But if I can do it with family, that's even better. Sounds like a great afternoon. Yeah. yeah. A whole day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's a favorite restaurant that you have here in York County, whether it's here in York or maybe uh, in one of the surrounding, yep. you know, smaller communities, Bradshaw or, yep. or Waco. Uh, yep. what, what, what's your favorite restaurant? Well, uh, 
my husband and I have had Friday night date night for our entire time together. So every Friday night we go out somewhere and mm -hmm. he's not one that wants to go to Lincoln or anywhere. So we eat out in York County a lot. Good, good. So we go to the Bradshaw, to the, the Bulldog. Bar. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And we go to Waco, we go to PK's, we go to Carrie's. It's and... great to have PK's back up <laughs> Yes, north. it is. Yes, yes it is. Yes. And, um, um, La Cucina is a very, you know, I mean, I enjoy that, um, mm -hmm. cuisine. So that's a fun one for me. So, but we've been everywhere, the tavern on fifth and is it fifth, I think, and, yeah. and Lincoln, um, seventh other direction. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one days, yeah. <laughs> that has food on Friday nights. So, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. So, Offsides. Yeah. Yep. 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 Offsides. There you go. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, PK's has always been kind of a. A family favorite. My mom grew up in Benedict, and so yeah, I've always oh, always oh, grow yeah. up there. And I remember when Pat and Karen, you know, uh -huh. um, you know, got adventurous and they tried to start another restaurant here in town, um, mm -hmm. just kind of catty corner. It's now where the uh, one of the child care centers are here in town. By oh. chances are, oh. um, just that little green building kind of oh, right there okay. that used to be a restaurant, and so they tried to make that work. That was Pat's place. And so uh, that didn't quite work out, but they always oh, had PKs up there yeah. in Benedict. PKs and, is all I know. Uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah. They their fish fry that, that mm -hmm. he always does is mm -hmm. is incredible. So yeah, I like I like going up there. And, sure. Uh, it's great that it you know it has had its revival. Mm -hmm. uh, the gentleman who had it before, you know, he made a, a good go at it and he just uh, buying a restaurant business in the February of two thousand twenty <laughs> Hindsight is yeah. is not the best time to buy a no. restaurant, um, so was, it just did not. Bad, yeah, you know. it just did not work out for him. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy that um, the Hirschfelds have got it and, and they're doing their best to yeah. uh, bring it back to the community because it's very important to the community. I know um, a lot of, I, when I go up there and help fold uh, their uh, brochure mailer oh, uh, and help out with that, uh, they would always you know hang out and have coffee, but. When, when that closed, they, they didn't have anywhere to go have coffee. So it felt like, oh, you know, for quite a few months, then, you know, the community didn't have its town gathering place. Sure. And so um, it's great that it, that that's kind of came back. So mm -hmm. kind mm -hmm. of a bird walk. Sorry. Everyone. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a favorite memory you have here in York County? It's the craziest day. It was the day I moved to York. I had, you know, been done on long distance. I mean, I came to town to interview, but then there had been some communication back and forth. Um, Todd Kirschenbaum was oh, yeah. on the board of the library when I was hired, so he was part of my interview committee, and he was also the chamber mm -hmm. chair at the time, or executive director. Um, and so my husband, unknown to me, reached out to Todd to see if there were any local movers that could help me unload when I got here. I had rented an apartment because my husband couldn't move right away and we hadn't bought a home yet, so. Um, In that in-between, But yeah. you know Todd. It was, he put it in chamber chat of all places that the new librarian needed help. And it was amazing to me how many people came and helped me. But you me. had a dozen or more people yes, in your front yard. Yeah. Well, actually, I lived for the first six or eight months here. I lived above where the Thriven office is now. There's an apartment oh, up there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was stairs that they hauled oh, all this stuff. Oh, all this stuff up in, that's quite a few stairs, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It was amazing and somewhat embarrassing, but yet humbling. And, you know, it was just a, nice. it was great it was a statement of you are in York now and we are here, you know, and it was just, it was, it was, uh. that is <laughs> once I got over the embarrassment yeah, of everyone yeah. hauling my personal belongings. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry, you have to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyhow, so that's, that's the crazy memory I have of coming to York, so.
It's kind of a fun one. That is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this is another kind of an interesting one. You receive six thousand dollars mm-hmm. uh, to do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you spend um, that, that that money? What I would, would you do? Take my entire thirteen member family and go somewhere fun and just put our feet in some water somewhere and sit around and just enjoy. That sounds great. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Feet yep. in water. Can't ever <laughs> complain about that. Yep. Uh, what's a favorite, you know, candy bar or maybe even a candy uh, that, you, that you have? Mm-hmm. Here lately or always. I've always enjoyed <laughs> the salted nut roll. Oh, I'm, yeah. because yeah, I'm always more of a salty than, and, but you know, there's some sweet in there, so... Um, but my grandkids would tell you that the Twin Bing is my favorite because when we lived in Sioux City and the Palmer Candy Company was there and that's where Twin Bings are made and so they always kind of associated that with Grandma's house and so <laughs> yeah nice. so that's fun so uh, what's a favorite county or local event that you always kind of look forward to whether it's you know maybe the sip and stroll downtown mm-hmm. or um, you know. Um, Going down to maybe McCool for one of their community days. Uh-huh. Uh, what's maybe kind of a, a local event that you Well, a fun to? one that I'm associated with is York and Court. We have that at the library, and it's going to be this year in February. Um, this February? Yep, the 12th. It's always the Saturday before Valentine's Day, whether that's a day before or a week However before. It it's out. the Saturday before. So it's the, I believe the 12th of February is the date this year. And so that's just a fun fun night that the community is welcomed by the Friends of the Library to come in and have a night out. This year, um, because of the transition where Tom sold Kirk's Corner, Tom had been mm-hmm. our partner for the wine part of it. Um, we are, the Friends have partnered now with Grand Central and Warren is going to be our host oh, or our, our person that handles the liqueurs part of our evening. So it, it is an adult night, but it is fun. It is. I something. haven't been, so what happens at York on Court? Um, well, we when we planned it, it was going to be wines and chocolates. Mm-hmm. And um, then um, Irene Duncan is the president of the Friends group. And she and I met to start planning. Neither one of us had ever been to a wine tasting, so but she knew Tom, and so she went and talked with him. And he was like, insane. He wanted to have. He'd always wanted to do tastings, but his business was <laughs> so packed full of yeah. glass bottles yeah. that he couldn't have a crowd. So it was just a natural partnership. Oh yeah. So we had this, um, and so then the friends provide. In the first year, it was chocolates and all you know, pretty much all homemade stuff. And then Tom's crew, he brought in his vendors who would give samplings of their wines. And then through um, uh, feedback that we got, uh, there was requests for, you know, a mix of sweets and savory things. And so we've grown to just really just hors d'oeuvres. And and then it grew into some of the, you know, more uh, liqueur type things that people would like to taste that they don't want to buy a whole bottle of before they know what what, what, what their favorite is. is, yeah. And even Tom then had some craft beers coming in, but I don't know that we're going to do that this year with the new transition. Mm-hmm. So that part is up to up in the air, up yeah. to Warren, whatever he wants to bring in. But um, uh, so yes, we thought though too it would be a night of come and go, mingle for a while, and then maybe go on for a night, an evening out for your Valentine. You know, even going mm-hmm. out to eat or to a movie or to, and sometimes the playhouse has a, a show has yeah. a show going on um but it turns out they come at 5 30 and they leave when we tell them it's last call <laughs> and so they're there for the evening it is it nobody's is. stopping in and <laughs> nope. leaving nope so it's fun it's just a kind of a community night where everybody just sits back and relaxes and has now do you do this in the whole library time. yes okay yes cool. it's the library itself is the venue 
the meeting rooms is where the friends have for their setup for filling trays and okay. washing the glasses that need to be washed to come back out for samplings. And so you kind of rearrange some of the library oh, yes. then in order yes. to make a lot yes. of this work. Yes, okay. the checkout desk becomes the bar. Oh. <clears throat> yep, and uh, we so everything is moved off of there. You need and... to circle this day on my calendar, it sounds like. <laughs> yep, $25 is the, is the fee. The tickets are being printed. I've looked at the proof already, so they should be ready after the first of the year to be starting uh, our sales. So I'll be on the lookout, call. everyone, for yes. Yes. York Uncorked. Yes, join us. Yes. And then personally, we love, my husband and I have always gone to parades. So oh, we yeah. come to York Fest to the parade every year. Mm -hmm. Silly as it is, but <laughs> oh, we don't have parade. to sit in the front row and catch candy anymore. But we just enjoy <laughs> it's good. Yeah. the parade. So that's nice. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to round out this interview with a couple more segments here. First okay. one being what's making us happy. Um, it's just kind of a fun segment where we talk about the good in our lives, whether, you know, it's, sometimes it's just a little doom and gloom out there. So I just want to make sure to bring some positivity back into the world. And so, um, what's making me happy right now is, uh, I'm just having a lot of friends who are having kids right now. And oh, so it's yeah. like, it seems like every three or four months I got another friend who's having a birth or something. It's oh. been like that for the last kind of two years. And uh -huh. so now it's... It's great. They're getting to that. Like I said, they're all two or three. You know, they're starting to you know mm -hmm. be a little bit more interactive and things like that. Yep. And so that's that's been a lot more fun. I was just down in Orlando, and I uh, have some friends who live in St. Petersburg, so I went over and met them and got to meet their little one, Parker, and, uh, <laughs> and that's been great. And I just, you know, my cousin just had uh, his second, and uh -huh. so yeah, it's been yep. it's been kids, kids, kids yes. left and right. So yes. uh, that's been a lot of fun, just kind of getting to know uh -huh. uh, these new parts of yep. of, of their lives yep. and everything so that's kind of been the fun thing in my life what about you yep well that i will piggyback on that um i don't have any babies in my life anymore i my seven grandchildren are aged 13 till three and um, yep. so so but with one being 13 and then 11 and and so forth um we're starting to get into the sports part of our lives where we'll be doing a lot of bleacher a little time more traveling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so we'll be seeing yeah parts of the state from northeast nebraska and then and omaha and my grandson the one from omaha is on a baseball team this year and his his uh calendar came out a week or two ago and it includes a tournament in york a couple stops in york so Good. we'll be having some baseball weekends here in york with our grandkids this year so that's and then we have one that's in gymnastics so we travel with that and then we have a basketball player, and the oldest one is um, eighth grade, you know, so, mm -hmm. but she's on the varsity team for the middle school. And Ooh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, good. you know, so, um, but we're just getting started, so next year we'll have a high schooler, so, you know, so it'll just be more and more of that, and as the kids progress through school, we'll spend our time traveling to see whatever activity they drag us to. <laughs> we also have one that's in a... Uh, engineering camp of some sort this year but it's a com com competition I, oh so it's like building something yeah. against others to yeah like a have little the bit like idea. the lego teams okay. that that are but this is in, over in the elkhorn school district they have this it's an engineering uh club of some sort yes where they have a, a challenge that they have to meet and then they have their whatever and they so can do there's it competitions. however they want yeah so yeah. we'll go we, there's one competition in omaha that i have on my calendar and then if they win in omaha then they go to Kearney, which is their state level competition oh, great yeah fun. potentially go to, go could go, to, go to all the way to kansas city with this but you know hopefully <laughs> you know fingers crossed, fingers crossed yeah <laughs> cool cool well thank you for your time today i appreciate you coming in sure. and, and sharing a little bit with me and mm -hmm. uh, i also just want to thank our sponsor or our members again um, your county development members um, but I'd like to thank uh, 
uh, York News Times, uh, Green Realty and Auction, Southeast Community College, and Corteva AgriScience. So uh, thank, thank, thanks again for all the support uh, and helping us do what we do down here at YCDC, uh, helping to grow our, our community. Um, and so if you want to learn more about those members, you can find them at, at our website. That's yorkdevco.com. And so I'll leave uh, Deb to close out the show with any final words, uh, quote, you know, whatever. If she wants to promote something, we've already spent a lot of time on York on Court. So I'm sure I'm sure she's got another thing that she wants to promote or, you know, something else that maybe she wants to leave us with. So, Deb, I will let you kind of end the show however you want. Yeah, well, I just love uh, being in York. I love talking to the people here, and I want to hear from you. I want to know what is it that we can mold this library that I get to lead into, or just any ideas that are, um, I mean, I am getting closer and closer and closer to having more uh, time to spend with volunteers and having you design a workshop, class, um, story time, whatever it is that's on your passion list that you want to share with the community, we can partner with that here in York through the library. So, um, and we are not limited to the hours of operation. <laughs> um, that building was built with uh, the meeting rooms available for the community to use, and I say let's use them. So, definitely, that's, that's where I'm at. Well, perfect. Well, thank you for everything today. Um, if you would like to have a comment, uh, you can uh, stop by 520 North Nebraska Avenue uh, and see Deb uh, and leave a comment there. Or you can uh, uh, send her an email at drobertson at cityofyork.net um, and, and leave your uh, comment on what you think should be at the library. So mm -hmm. thank you again, Deb, You're and welcome. you have a great rest of your day. This is 17 County a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.